and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord, where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Jason K, Dickie Lopez, Carnifex, Alex K, More Dine, Doma El Laka, Dr. Grinis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, and Fig Tear. Thank you all for your support. And now a recap of Session 91. After returning from the sea caves, Moonlight and Peach Pie go to bolster the town morale. Later that evening, they are approached by Trevor. Trevor informs us of a meeting the next morning. We agree to attend, but we're kind of salty about it. The next day at the meeting, we discuss strategies for breaking the siege. A few targets are laid out that we can go and attack. Moonlight compliments Trevor. Peach Pie fucks with Ledric. We head toward the port, which is currently being overrun by two giant sea serpents, to take care of that problem first. On our way, we happen across Gristarn, or is it Gristark, who's acting strangely. Turns out he's been murdered by a terrifying faceless butcher monster. The monster is powerful, but the dice are in our favor, and we pretty much demolish him. But not before he cuts off Peach Pie's face, which is kind of weird, but it's okay. Jeb uses regeneration and puts it back on, I guess. I was thinking about it, Peach Pie, on a technicality, no one's actually seeing below Peach Pie's face his makeup this way. If you had him peel off his makeup instead... Yes, just his mangled bloody flesh. <laughs> yes, not your actual face. See, you're not going to expose your face to the, you know. The I thought the about saying I pull out my grease makeup and paint my face back on <laughs> to my bloody meaty flesh. Oh, that's what I feel like you're going to take persistent open wound. From that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like heal you, and you're just like putting fucking grease on your face. Go ahead, give me oh. I'm going to get some kind of disease from this. Well, congratulations, you guys wrecked. The Vanish Man. I go mourn poor dead Gristark. Arn. Gristarn. 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 He's super dead. He's super dead. I'll pull out the, the shovel. It's all right. We can spend four hours and bring him back. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Let's go back to town. We rest for the night. And then we'll go to the fucking place. I say, do you guys want to go to the pier? Or what is your plan we, now? we can't afford to lose another day. If, if you want your face back, I can cast Regenerate. I can grow limbs back. I think I can grow... Oh, does it even say that? Yeah, it's each time the creature regains hit points from regeneration, it also regrows one damaged or ruined organ. And your skin's an organ, so bam. Skin is an organ. There we go. I'm using a level 7 spell to get your face heal back. your ugly ass So face. I'm holding my face <laughs> to my face, and I'm like, grow him. <laughs> you don't even have any damage. <laughs> I know, it's like <laughs> it's lovely. I know, I was thinking I was like, oh I almost wanna like wait to do it in like a middle of combat where I'm not wasting the spell. <laughs> Be like, alright, just hold out a little bit longer, bud, your face just hold on, you put your face in your pocket. <laughs> when you start taking some damage, I'll heal you. <laughs> we'll get some pins and pin it to your face. <laughs> <laughs> I casted it. Thanks, Jeb. You all continue on towards the pier. It's not too far away. When you get within sight of the docks, I want everybody to give me a perception check. Oh, look, water. Yes, Moonlight sees water with a two in the die. <laughs> 36. 34. 
Jeb and the wizard, both uh, above a 32 here, uh, you see off in the distance, a couple hundred feet away, out into in the bay, you see a ship. The ship has really odd-shaped waves cresting and crashing around the ship. They have swirls in them. And there are two huge sea serpents that are surrounding the ship. And you can tell that this is Geode's center. This is the ship that brought you here. Those two sea serpents are attacking the ship, but those waves, those odd cresting, swirling waves around the ship are kind of getting in their way. They're distracting them. They're barely keeping them from attacking the ship full. As you get a little closer, you see that there is a little female gnome on the prow of the ship making big exaggerated hand motions and as she does the swirls in the water come up in between the ship and the giant sea serpents distracting them but it looks like she's not going to be able to hold them off forever yeah i'm wondering if we can save that ship how far away did he say it is i was wondering if we could all control water but then i was like wait i don't know if that works Oh, that's a fun idea. So stack four control waters. Stack four control waters <laughs> on it. Move the water under the ship 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it out of the way of the snakes. So should we just instead, like, sunburst and eclipse burst every, everything out there? <laughs> Sorry, people. Fuck it up. So when you all get to uh, closer up to the pier, you can see the geode center is out there, and uh, it bobs a few hundred feet out from the pier itself. So it's within some of your long-range AoE spells. You think you may be able to find the right time to cast that spell, to catch them and not the, the ship? But I, mean, what do you I do? think we need to at least do it once so that we can uh, get their attention. I don't know, does anybody have, like, the message cantrip or anything that you can get a word to them or launch off a firework? What is that going to do? I don't fucking know. <laughs> you just need to hit these creatures with some damaging spells and try to draw, draw their attention to us. All right. Eclipse Burst. I was going to say, we're not in initiative. I will let anybody get off one round worth of any spells they can get. They're about 200 feet away. How close are they to each other? Close enough for Eclipse Burst, that's for sure. But they're they're moving. If you want to try to like find a place, try to coordinate them being close to each other when you do. Is it a sound burst you're sh- shooting for, or? What? No, it's the vision of danger. I'd like to say that storm clouds begin to slowly accumulate above our heads. Ooh, fun. oh, that that happens when you're outside. The yeah, so this whole time we've been under like a thunderstorm. Oh, real? So that just happens now? Yeah. Anytime you're outside under. Back, if my sky. weapon's out of its sheath. And I don't have a sheath for it. So. <laughs> That's fucking cool. There are always storm clouds gathering over the circus of Wayward Wonders. That seems terrible. Sometimes I put it away, I guess. <laughs> time, like, what do you, you want to go see that? Do you heard a circus coming the town that brings a storm with it? Like, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's see this. Let's do this. Why don't we get uh, one spell from everybody, except for Peach Pie, obviously, unless Peach Pie wants to do something specific, placing yourself on the map or whatever to prepare for, hopefully, the giant sea creatures to approach. Sure, I'll go stand at the end of the dock, and Bernard and I can have a nice conversation about how Peach Pie actually laughed. You remember that time you lost your face? Remember when you had no face? <laughs> I predict that's going to be a thing all the way to the end of this campaign. Does that revert Peach Pie back to, like, gloominess after he has his face ripped off? I'm pretending it didn't happen. 
I'm transfigured. Who already knows what they're going to be casting? I'm assuming we're getting an eclipse burst and uh, what's the other one? Sunburst. Sunburst. Wait, how many targets is it? Two. I don't Just know if two. I really care to use that big of an AoE. It's two giant sea serpents, though. Or gargantuan, I'm sorry. Like I said, they're 200 feet away. If it's any AoE, I would say you can target them and not the vessel. Because, yeah, I don't think I'd need to use... Especially because they're not undead. I'll probably just use chain lightning. Chain lightning have a 200 foot range? 500. Damn. Um, yeah, I'm going to use phantasmal calamity. Wait, who, who would you rather cast first? Doesn't really matter. I say we do it in tandem. I mean, it, it, it kind of matters. I mean, whatever one causes the best or has the best chance of causing decent debuffs. That would be only one of us. Phantasmal Calamity doesn't cause debuffs. Oh, it doesn't? It no. It doesn't frighten them? Phantasmal Calamity just deals them a bunch of fucking damage. I mean, it could possibly stun them for up to a minute, but no... Uh, AC or DC reducing? Yeah, nothing like that, no. Oh, gotcha. Stupefy! I mean, I could technically blind them if they critically fail. I don't know if being blinded would affect anything for either one of you, though. Yeah, not with a will save, I wouldn't think. They'd be fucking blind. What are they going to do, swim to the bottom of the ocean? Well, let's go ahead and let's get some saves in. Has everybody got their targets on? I guess I'll throw first. Eclipse Burst. Oh, my God. Well, one of them gets a nat one, so we've got a, a critical failure on the board. <laughs> so one's getting blinded. Uh, and the other one got a 34 and looks like it succeeded. Yeah, that's a success. So here's that 8d10 and 8d4. A uh, total of 59 damage, so the half will be 29, the double is 118, and he's blinded. Wow. Permanently. Permanently. I was going to ask that. It's permanent blindness. Yes. Uh, well, I should say unlimited duration. Okay, then. Well, the eclipse burst goes off, and, and one of them just gives a loud screech, and uh, let's go ahead and get the other two, then. All right, I attempt a reflex save on number one. They both fucking succeeded against mine. For the Phantasmal Calamity, we've got a 33 and a 35 on the will saves, which both succeed. My will's DC is 33, so they'll take 21 each. All right, and then uh, reflex save from the first one for Chain Lightning is a... 33. Yep, 33, which is just a success. And that makes it bounce... Boing. Oh, those are very different damages. <laughs> well, the first one, the number one, yeah, number one takes 24, while the other one we're taking the full damage at 63. Nice. Did we get their attention? <laughs> oh, you got their attention. <laughs> In fact, as the, the, the chain lightning cascades through the two of them and uh, the phantasmal calamity hits, but that eclipse burst completely does one of them in. It's screeching, it's lurching into the air and wriggling, and it dives down, and it just disappears. The other one, the one that's taken some damage, or that didn't take as much damage, it didn't critically fail that eclipse burst, looks over at you at the pier, gets down level with with the water, and just cuts through it. You see its fins cutting through the waves, and it starts swimming directly towards you. Did I just blind its spouse? <laughs> <laughs> it, with all three actions, because it starts round one of this combat, 
Oh, wait. Have I asked you guys to roll initiative? You have not. We're no, still the same initiative. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Roll for initiative as this thing approaches you. So, at the top of round one, with an approaching gargantuan sea serpent approaching you. Wizard, you go first. How far away is it right now? It's still 200 feet away. I mean, I said it's on its way. You know what? No, it gets a single swim action toward you, so it's 140 feet away. Are you sure 140? Yes. From the end of the pier or from From the end of the pier. Damn it. So significantly more from us. I was going to do a reach on a 120-foot range spell. (laughs) Ah, yeah, not 140 feet from you, but from Peach Pie at the end of the pier. I guess I'm just going to... I'm going to delay. I'm just going to wait for it to come or get closer. Peach Pie, it's Um, your turn. Yeah, wait. Also delay. delay. Got it. Jump in the water! (laughs) So it uses its first two actions to cross the distance to be now 20 feet away from the end of the pier. With its third action, uses a ranged water spout, and this torrent of water comes right at Peach Pie. It's like playing in the fire hydrant when we were kids. And gets a 30 to hit. Nah. Alright, that's its turn. I guess I'll take mine then, huh? I was gonna say, who's gonna, who wants to jump in? Uh, I'm gonna take my turn. I'm sorry, Peach Pie. No, you go first. Uh, I'm gonna fire a disintegrate at him. Ooh. God damn oh. it. No. <sighs> uh, hero point. There it there is. There it is. Uh, 42 to hit. That's gonna hit. Okay, fortitude save. Uh, he gets a 32 on the fortitude save. Fails by one. So four oh, damage. Shit. Uh, it's only 12 d10, though. That's a lot of low numbers, it looks like. A couple tens, couple ones, a bunch of twos and threes. Uh, 56 damage on the 12 d10. He takes all of it, and a large chunk of its body, one of the midsection, just this, looks like somebody took an ice cream scoop out of it, revealing the red meat beneath it. Uh, it takes all that damage. Uh, then I'm going to move 10, 20, 35 feet closer for my third action. Then I'm going to take my turn. What's your swim speed? 10. With the resonance of water? 10. Got it. So um, Bernard has a little swim cap on, and he swapped out his wire rim glasses for swim goggles, and he's plugging his nose. All right, Peach Pie, I'm ready. In we go. And Peach Pie dies in, and sudden charges. It's 20 <laughs> feet away. So that's perfect for sudden charge. <laughs> that's phenomenal. I love it. And I fucking smack him. <laughs> We're technically in aquatic combat now. Yes, and I looked that up. It's You're right. It is not that severe. No, it's not bad at all. Which also makes almost no sense that you're about to swing a hammer underwater. I know. It makes zero sense. <laughs> you want to talk about absurdity. Yeah. <laughs> you almost have to You almost have to visualize it as Peach by like leaping out of the water like a dolphin <laughs> with a hammer. Right. <laughs> uh, but I take a negative two with a bludgeoning weapon. So, uh, all right then. And so wing. That's an at 20. <laughs> Is this guy going to already be dead? Well, I'm not raging, so I uh, we'll see. So I deal 57 damage. You swim out there, 
and get your sudden charge in. With that critical hit, you finish this thing off. It got weakened up by all those spells. This in a rage. How does Peach Pie do it? Honestly, what I really want the idea to be is I leap off the edge of the dock like 20 feet and come down with the hammer right onto its head and splash into the water myself. That's how I feel like I want it to be. No, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Mechanically, you're swimming, but... Mechanically, you're doing... I'm swimming, but... It's fine. <gasps> it's the water right. run. Fucking, I have that. You do? I Wait, you do? do? Yes, I took it because I had no fucking thing else to take at level 12 for my my feet. Water sprints. (laughs) You didn't even need to have a swim speed. I didn't. I can stride in a straight line if I move at least half my speed. I can move any amount of the remaining distance. Oh, half the speed on land. Half of it has to be on land. So I get a running start on the dock and flap, 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 flap on the water. (laughs) And I smack him in the head and then sink down into the water. And there's a, an audible crunch that echoes through the bay, and it goes belly up. Uh, I'll never get to use that ability again. I'll never use that feat again. <laughs> you'll never use it, or you'll never get to? I, I, there'll probably never be an opportunity to use that feat again. <laughs> I love how you didn't realize it until we took a moment to, with it, too, right? Well, like, there was, like, fucking nothing else for me to take at level 12 for sure. a skill feat. But I took water sprint. But that's fun. I enjoyed that. That was a good time. Amazing. But there's still another one. Oh, and it ran away. Oh, it's gone. Okay. Yeah, that one did. Oh, yeah. It's permanently blind. It's permanently blind, and it had an HP threshold, and you met it with three spells. Like, there's a point where it's like, nope, fuck this, not worth it. Those were so much lamer than I expected them to be. I know, and they were elite <laughs> sea serpents, too. Well, Peach Bar will continue swimming now that he's in the water, and he'll swim out to the ship and uh, just kind of talk to them and... Let them know what's going on and be like, hey, start delivering food and shit again. We'll keep you safe. Says the fucking clown in the water. The clown. You should drag that sea serpent back to the shore. Uh, that's the reason I decided to, uh, to not wait on the disintegrate. I was afraid I'd disintegrate it. And I want to eat that thing. Serpent meat, huh? We're bringing that oh, sea dude, serpent in. Literally the best sushi is is uh, eel. Eel. Oh, it's my favorite, too. It is the best. That and salmon. Good, good salmon. Eels. Slamming these balls in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the captain recognizes you as you're swimming up, and they wave down to you. The captain is very, very thankful for your assistance, and you made a big, spectacular kill out of it. The whole ship, as you were swimming out, was erupting in cheers, but it's easy to see that the ship is damaged. It's damaged pretty heavily. The captain is says they can easily row it into the pier. That's no problem. They, they can get that taken care of. It's going to take them about a week to repair. Then we have magic people. I can mend it. For the crew to repair the ship. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, you should look at mend. And it's, it's, I know, it, it takes, takes a long fucking time for something like that. It wouldn't take a week. Yeah, mend is like one bulk. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll regenerate the boat. If it can repair a face, it can repair a boat. We have the technology. (laughs) (laughs) The captain does express concern, though, that, yes, they can get the foodstuffs in, but if things are as bad here as they've heard it is with the Zolgas and the dinosaurs and shit, they're going to need some escort to get them to town or some other way to get back to town. Yeah, we'll go with them. It's going to take a couple of trips. Why? Because there's two weeks worth of food for a city of a few thousand. 
Ted, summon your mansion. We put everything in it, <laughs> and then he resummons the mansion. Does it work that way? I'm not sure. I don't actually know. <laughs> How much bulk is all this food, though? Because I got... <laughs> yeah, I got... What was like a hundred, 190 bulk? We got bags. <laughs> Are you sure? Almost positive. Look up, mansion. There's always a magical solution for modern problems. Modern problems require extra-dimensional solutions. <laughs> a population of 1,800. So it's enough food to feed at least 1,800 people for the next two weeks. So yeah, let's say let's say there's 180 less people from when the adventure started between deaths and people leaving. Makes sense. Can we fit it in the mansion? I don't think the mansion works that way. I gotta read it. Damn it. We'll just take two trips. I know, I just want to try to get as many defensive things down before I... You're like one of those people that has to carry every grocery bag in the first trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good comparison here, actually. Uh, how many people were in that town? Like a thousand and some? Can you just hide away an entire village? <laughs> I mean, every time I summon it, it has enough... Uh, it can serve a nine-course banquet to 150 people. <laughs> every time you summon it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have been able to feed these people. I mean, yeah, like, it's a nine-course banquet for, for that many people. I feel like, you know, two, three courses per person, maybe? <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. No, no, it's just like you pick your 150 favorite, or you just do pick a different 150 each night. <laughs> I mean, we can multiply it by nine and just give one course to each person. So, it'd be, Well, how many times can you summon it in a day? 1,350 people it would feed one course. I, it doesn't really say. It says it's a one-minute summoning, or like. But I don't think that's a nine-course meal. Nine courses just means like there's dessert. There's the, like. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. They don't need a full fucking meal. Like, <laughs> give them a little like. You get a strawberry meal. shortcake today. Yeah. <laughs> you get one fucking brioche. No, what you do is you make the you make the the all the unseen servants take an hour to split all the courses up and make sure that everybody gets nine tiny courses. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if I dismiss it and then summon a new one if it have the same shit in it. I don't think it does. I think it's a brand new I don't one think each it would. time. I mean that that was that's how I read it. So this thing lasts twenty four hours. Yeah. I don't know what happens if I summon a second one or pull some shenanigans like that. Could I have just been summoning four of these every day? And literally feeding the town? Like gourmet banquets? You could just have four mansions. That's I what see I was absolutely thinking. zero reason. It would use all my seventh level spells, but I could just set up like four mansions in town. Everyone just go eat at this mansion. And now, here's something interesting. I actually take from the reading of the text, it's not in here, but I kind of, like, I see it implied. I I would almost assume that the mansion could house 150 people, too. Not comfortably. I mean, if it can hold a banquet, yeah, I mean, if it can hold that many for a banquet, then yeah. There are numerous opulent chambers written in the spell description. It can have any floor plan you imagine as you cast the spell, provided it fits within a space 40 feet wide, 40 feet deep, and 30 feet tall. So those are the actual restrictions. And like you said, it wouldn't be comfortable, but they could technically probably fit in there. Yeah, I mean, if it can host 150 people for a, bl- for a banquet, it has to be able to, like, everybody sleeps on blankets, bedrolls next and to each other. And they will literally have servants taking care of them. 
It's going to be the best some of these fuckers have lived. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have it that bad here. This is how we solve problems with high-level magic. I don't see how Magnificent Mansion could help in transporting the food that you have here, though. No, no. but we don't need this food anymore, even, really. I can just go take care of the... I can go literally take care of the entire town. They can all hide in my mansions <laughs> while the, the siege happens. What's the population of Willowside? It was 1,800, was it? Or after the, the deaths, like 1,700? Spencer, you might have just saved this town. Fuck this town! <laughs> I just want to murder Kazolgas. I got plenty of food. I got a whole serpent to feed me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have so much fucking sushi or whatever. That's the word. That was unagi. Yeah, unagi is eel. And then sashimi is like just eating it without the rice. So you have a few different options. At this point, we're transitioning in as you're getting back to town with the current food supply. I would imagine that the Magnificent Mansion conversation happened on the way to town. Are you kidding me? There would be no conversation for that. The wizard would just figure it all out in his head, and then we'd get back and he'd just start doing it. And we'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just, yeah, okay. sounds right. That sounds right. Like, like everyone's like in town just like trying to figure it out. I'm just like, hey, I have servants and food. <laughs> I feel like that is exactly how it would go. <laughs> so there is the command center of the town's defenses, which is town hall. You could go there to get more information. I am really tempted to just say, we've all got dark vision. Let's just wait till midnight. And let's just go around and kill each one of these groups individually and just just, just fucking slaughter them. They have dark vision also, but... I suppose. They might not expect a night raid the first couple times, but I think they'd catch on at some point. I'll say you get back into town, Willowside, just before what would be dinner time. You have a few choices. You could go seek out some uh, members of the circus. You could go to Town Hall, where you know Trevor is leading the planning operation for the siege, uh, along with the mayor. Lederick was there last time. You're not sure if the Banyan boys are probably out patrolling or keeping around the edge of town and looking for raids. I'm going to go hang out with Bartleby. Remind us tiers of, I mean, I know Trevor had kind of laid out what he felt was the most important, and we went took, that was why we went and did what we did. The pier, yeah. What was after that? So you have either the Verdant Passage Blockade. The Verdant Road is a major trade route to and from Willowside. And they put the East Road blockade back up as well. The one that you went through on the way to Fortune's Hall. Or on the way back from Fortune's Hall. Man, because those fights went so fucking well, I've barely touched my spells. I want to go blow some shit up. If you're looking for something that's close by, you would want to do either the East Road Blockade or the Verdant Passage Blockade. Now that you've cleared up the Pier Road and the Pier, the other things that they are looking for you to do as far as a strike force is concerned actually are all the Zolgath camps around the Aeon Tower. So I can't use Eclipse Burst, but I can still drop some fireballs. I can swap all my 5th and 6th level spells to fireballs that still have a 500 foot range as well. And it's not necessarily my place to tell you what to do, but... I'm just saying, if, 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 if the wizard knows that we're going to go fuck up some more blockades from the distance, I would spend like an hour and just start swapping spells. I see. But at the very least, I can throw up a mansion or two just to help mitigate them burning through all the food in two days. 
So are you saying these fights are only like moderate to they're they're both actually severe. <laughs> severe for what? Not severe to us. Severe to a bunch of melee fighters? Fuck that, that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Like, you got three AoE casters over there. You think we're running around with, like, a bow and arrow? Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, it probably sucks for David, but I kind of just think we should just go do him and... It seems like a peach pie thing. He's just depressed that he's not fighting, though. Just stands there like, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll clean them up if they come, if anybody survives and makes it to us. I mean, that's basically what it, what it boils down to, right? <laughs> to the blockade! Which one would you decide to do? The Verdant Passage. It that's sounds... just a better name. It's a better name. We already did the East Road one. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> Old news, so, right? You would end up getting the supplies to town as you escorted everybody there on the pier road and decide to go do this without checking in with anybody because you don't have to do that. Fuck that. He gave us our targets. Now we're on our own. He couldn't call us off if he wanted to. Sounds like the beginning of a movie. Give me perception checks as you travel away from Willowside on the Verdant Passage. Not good. 36. 34. 39. So, certainly, everyone except for Jeb, for some reason, you notice as the woods get a little thicker, as you come out of the weld, you see across the road are several barricades built ten feet high, made out of logs and wood. They have holes bored into them, but of course, there are three pairs of Zolgath and dinosaurs. So you're not entirely certain what the Zolgaths are riding, but they're quadrupedal. Oh, it's like an ankylosaur longhorn. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, it's close, but not quite. It's got spines running down its back. It has two massive horns, one on either side, but then there's smaller ones all the way up to its brow and then running down to the tip of its tail, all spiky protrusions. I mean, that thing looks so badass. I want one. (laughs) I want to eat one at least. You see them down the passage about 300 feet away. They don't seem to have noticed you. Let fly the spells. Yeah, I mean, those guys are way too close to each other to not just absolutely destroy them. You want some initiatives? I mean, yeah, I'm going to give you some spells before anything happens since they didn't notice you. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me initiatives. We will run through a round of spell casting from anybody who can cast spells at 300 feet or more. From 300 feet away, the volley begins. Let's go ahead and start off with top of initiative, Moonlight. I mean, we're just going to go with the Phantasmal Calamity. You have six targets, all within range. So we're going to need a will saves from all of those guys. Not great. There's one critical failure and two failures. So half succeeded, half failed. One is critical fail. Okay, well, um, well, we'll start with damage. 11d6, they're going to take... Uh, oh, shit, damage. 1, 2, wow. 3, 4, 5, 6 ones on 11d6. Wow. <laughs> uh, 25 normal. 12 half, 50 double. Well, that's dice give it, dice taketh away. Yeah, absolutely. And then I need a reflex save from the one that critically failed. Which was medium humanoid three. Not good. 27 on the reflex save. Okay. On a critical failure, the creature must also succeed a reflex save or believe it's trapped. 
So he believes that he is in whatever nightmare he dreams up. Us, under 400-pound boulder, named Boldy, has a smiley face and everything. He is stunned for one minute. He can attempt a new will save at the end of each of his turns. Got it. All right, well, the phantasmal calamity goes off, and they're realizing that you're there now. And the Zolgaths, who are riding on the backs of these, you know, super metal stegosauruses, have pole arms, and one of them completely drops the pole arm and starts flailing on the back of his mount. His saddle, however, keeps him in place. The other two, however, notice you, and they level their lances to begin their side of things. But before they even get a chance, Jeb hurls a f- lightning bolt of the chain lightning variety. Got a 41 to, to save. Oh, he didn't crit. Okay, never mind. Didn't crit on a 41? Nice. <laughs> 40, 27, 38. Ugh. Some lightning bolt goes through and does some damage. And that's all I got. Then half of them succeed and half of them fail, but the chain lightning cascades through all six enemies, which takes us over to Wizard. But you can't guess what I'm going to do. Do the thing. Train bonded item. Eclipse burst. And pretty bad all around on the reflex A couple successes, it looks like. One of, one of them's going to be blind. One of them's Two blind. successes, four failures, one critical failure. Just an epidemic of people going blind around you. Wait, that was seven? Uh, so a grand total of, of oh, course. shit. Of course, 69 damage. <laughs> what, el- what else could I roll? And that is the <laughs> AD10 and AD4 altogether. I do have it all coded properly. That's that's absolutely beautiful. I love it. Nice. Uh, second, I just, I'm seeing the third dinosaur take 138 points of damage. <laughs> yes. That's cool. Oh, that's 413 damage. That spell does so much fucking damage. It's crazy. And uh, which one was the critical fail? Because he's permanently blind. That's the dinosaur that the uh, stunned Zolgath is riding. Oh, they're, they're having a hard time. They're, they're having, having a time. real tough time. That, that, that pair's not doing so well. <laughs> uh, he's blind. Okay. Uh, third action, I do, I do nothing. So... Spencer did 243 damage. I did 136, and the wizard did 413. Yes. Yeah. The wizard's damage is so fucking high. Uh, it's that one spell. And I rolled. I, I really shitty, but that's like three times the damage I did. It's it's all that spell. That spell's busted as fuck. Eclipse burst. Yeah. That and. Uh... I mean, as long as you're fighting living creatures, it's busted as fuck. Go, go play an undead campaign. It's it's not good. And you just switch it up and grab Sunburst, and it's even more broken. Sunburst is even more broken. <laughs> <laughs> Sunburst does so much damage. Isn't it like just... Because I do the 8d4 negative, isn't it? 16d8. I think it's 16d8. I thought it was d10s. Sorry, you're at 16d10. If it's undead. 16d10 if it's dead, yes. I blind the undead... Do undead have eyeballs? Yeah, it depends. And Skeletons, they do, maybe can not. They see zombies, probably. Now that the volley has gone off, they are obviously fully aware of your presence. However, uh, things are not going so well for them. The top of round one, after we actually enter initiative after the volley, uh, starts off with our blinded dinosaur, who is currently his rider is just flailing, 
on the, the back of him. So he just kind of blindly runs in circles. So I'm not going to move him on the map. He's just blindly running in circles. One of the other animals does get an action before the next circus member, but it only has a 25-foot move speed. Even with all three actions, it only gets 75 feet closer. Moonlight, it's your turn. So it's at like 225. Yeah. They have are now not in AoE range. I delay. I think you're incorrect on that since... Sunburst is a 60-foot burst. Well, one of them 75 feet away from the other. Wait. I could still make that work. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I suddenly thought diameter, like burst was diameter, but it's not. Well, I sunburst all three of them. So then, yeah, after Moonlight delays Jeb, I suppose they are within sunburst range. Yeah, that's a lot of successes. Sure is. Sure oh, is. Your save is one lower than ours. Two of those just barely made it. Yeah, just barely. Three. Yeah. Three of them barely made it. 24 damage on the half, boys. 48 on the other two. No, sorry, on the one. One. Yeah, so one takes the full 48. The other we five. killed one. Only take the half, 24. But yes, the large blind dinosaur. <laughs> Poor uh, guy. <laughs> its chin hits the dirt, and its rider gets flung off the back of it, and it hits the ground, and he's just tossing and turning with his arms flailing. Turtle starts running towards the stunned guy. The Vizolgath that's riding on the back of the animal that's already tra- started charging you gives it a directive with its action. It speaks something to it. You don't see what that is. We'll find out what happens with that next turn. Wizard, it's your turn. It's the ones running off blind. No, the one that meandered off kind of, you know, died, so. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, how far apart are they? Is that legit? They're, they're 75 feet apart from each other. Well, they're 75 apart from each other? Yeah. Yes. Large Animal 2 and Large Animal 1 are 75 feet apart. That's why. How close are they to us? I have to correct that. They're 85 feet apart because they were already 10 feet apart. And then he moved 75 How close feet. are they to us? That would make them 215 feet away. Okay. I'm already as well. Until Large Animal 1 goes. So Large Animal 1 and its rider also moves the 75 feet forward. The rider also gives it a directive. Yep. Going to jump in now. Yeah, I kind of thought so. Wizard, do you want to fireball him first? If that's what you're going to do. You got this. You can go first. I'll fireball him after. I mean, I'm just, I'm just gonna phantasmal clam at him again. So, ah, fuck it. I'll just, I'll, I'll toss a fireball at them. We've got two failures and two successes. Oh, they can't critically succeed with the 19. This is a fifth level fireball, so 10d6 fire damage. I roll 40 on my 10d6. It's above average, guys. That's, that's pretty good for me. That, that is pretty good for your d6s. My d6s are normally shit. The two that failed. Both die. From the four that you caught in the fireball, the two that died were the dinosaurs. The Zolgaths hit the dirt face first after they fly forward ten feet off of their mounts. They take damage from that? Onto the ground. I, yeah, I'll say they both take five feet and five uh, points of bludgeoning damage on that. Easy. Kills them both. No. Uh, third no. action. <laughs> I smoke my pipe. Alright. Well, who else wants to jump in here? Peach Pie, go get him! I'll use my Phantasmal, another Phantasmal Calamity. We'll just 
finish these guys off. Just ruin their lives. So some will saves. We have a failure and a critical failure. Jesus. Well, damage first. We'll see if they die. No, they don't. 34. A little better than my last one, but still one, two, three, four ones. So one takes 34, one takes 68. And humanoid number two needs to give me a reflex save. It gets 10 on the die for a 33. That is exactly what it needed to not think it was. <laughs> needed a 33, it got a 33. Oh, there we go. So all three of the Zolgaths are living. Two of them are prone on the ground after having taken some falling damage. But that's going to bring us to Peach Pie, which I can't imagine you can get to within 215 feet and around. I stand in front in case any of them get to us. Okay. Then they get to go. What they're going to do with their turns is they're going to stand up. And they're going to look at each other. And they're going to grab their pole arms, their halberds, and they're both going to bravely charge ahead. Fools. So they're still 200 feet away. They're still 200 feet away. <laughs> I think technically Jebediah gets to go next. The Wiz and I move in initiative to after. Yeah, Jeb didn't move in order. So Jeb, you get to go first. You got these two left. And they are fools. Uh, Turtle, she's going to fuck with the, the stunned guy. Oh, Turtle's just going to go fuck. <laughs> I had her double run last time. So let's see. She'd be 40, 80. She's... 160 feet closer to number three. Turtle's so stealthy that I didn't even know that she was <laughs> flanking up on what these she was guys. Doing, yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose you've been just standing around. You could use that third action to command Turtle to get closer. Yeah, that's all I got. After that humanoid three's turn, he gets he would get a will save. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, 36. So he, at the end of his turn, he realizes he is not actually in a cavern. He wakes up only to be in a worse nightmare. (laughs) Turtle standing right over his body. So that takes us to the other casters. Yeah, they're still 200 feet away. I don't want to waste any more of my big spells. Moonlight's waiting. It's going to let him keep running. We'll give him a round. We'll just act like we're flustered and scared of the two Zolgas charging us. I'm going to wait for them to get <laughs> in the range and let Peach Pie just go kill them. <laughs> it was our plan all along. Yeah, I'm just going to wait for them to get close enough to <laughs> hand trips. It's cool. Okay, so we're just going to cycle through then. Are they that stupid? Probably not. I mean, they already charged us once, so... Do, do I want to... Are they smart enough to run? Because I don't understand how they would think they have a chance. <laughs> they don't. This is one of those... They looked at each other, they nodded, and then they charged. They knew they were coming to their deaths. They quick just did a suicide pact, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, is what, this is what we came for! <laughs> this is what we're here for. The blockade must be protected at all costs! Cast your rod of wonder at him, David. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. They do get uh, 105 feet away from you on their next round of running at ya. Rear Frost! Uh, whatever one's closer. Number two. Oh, that was almost a 14. Uh, it looks like I missed the 29. Yeah, you do? All right, I rod of wonder. Aiming okay. at the closest one. All right, what are you rolling, a D100? Got to roll a D100. I get a straight 30. What's nope, that's 30? A three. That's a three. That's a three. That's a three. Leaves grow from the target. They last 24 hours. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> <laughs> the Zolgath is leafy. It's Moonlight! 
<laughs> the Zolgath is leaf. <laughs> Moonlight gonna take shots now after Wizards miss. So, yeah, I cast Phantasmal Killer at Medium Humanoid number two. He dies. He gets a 30 on the will save, which fails. And you deal, you dealt him 38 points of damage, which is an excess of 17 of his hit points. Okay, Tyler, we go back to town now. <laughs> and report. <laughs> we figured out how many spells it took. We had you burn a bunch until you got the cantrips, and once we got the cantrips, we're just like, yep, they're dead now. They're still 200 feet away, uh, or 125 feet at that point. They had one more, two more rounds to get to you. It wasn't going to go well for them. This was murder. Straight up. Like, we should be charged for war crimes. We probably will at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just war. It's not a crime. It's just war. Just because they're bad at it. I was just following the orders of my superiors, which was yeah. Trevor. <laughs> After we save the world, they're going to put us on trial for the shit we did in this. <laughs> <laughs> Genocide against troglodytes. The Circus of Wayward Wonders, after uh, clearing out the dangers at the pier and on the way to the pier, get a good couple of days' food secured for the town of Willowside, and then decide to go take out the Verdant Passage blockade that they heard about from Trevor earlier. They still have a couple high-level spells. They roll up. They get a good clear shot about 300 feet away from a Zolgath blockade before they can even realize what's going on. They're hit with spells. The blockade forces were no match for the circus. I would assume you physically move the blockade, correct? I mean, physically. I mean, that's what fireballs are for. Just burn the wood. Burn the wood. We just burn it all down. How long is that going to take? Not very long. I mean, they're well made. Three days! <laughs> Three days! <laughs> Certainly not that long. Now, as you get closer to the blockade, however you do, do d- decide to get rid of it, there are uh, holes bored into the 10-foot-tall blockade slats. In the holes, you see that there are spear tips that are mounted by springs. These blockades are trapped. Spoon. But that doesn't really matter if you're burning just, it down. Just so. fireball it, and no one needs to care. Yeah. No one needs to care. The Verdant Passage blockade has been addressed. And Peach by Stomach grumbles. It's supper time. What do you do? Fucking go into a mansion, bitch. Yeah, we head back to town <laughs> so we can report what we did. Check a few things off of the list. Off of Trevor's list. General Trevor, apparently. I'm all for it. So you make your way back into town. Meanwhile, back in Willowside, a Zolgath mounted on top of a T-Rex leads a strike force of ten or so Zolgath warriors. Motherfuckers, while we're gone? While you're gone. God damn it. Tashlock, bow in hand, shoots an arrow, knocks the Zolgath on the back of the Tyrannosaurus off, and the T-Rex rears back and roars. Lederick comes in and slices at the Tyrannosaurus Rex, all while the Zolgath warriors are actually being dispatched by members of Willowside, peppered here and there with members of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Dingo, for example, is dual-wielding wood-chopping axes while Ufi is in with a bottle filled with water that he is using to whip Zolgaths with. Even Fidgets in the back line throwing alchemical bombs as the town is being defended. Don't agree about the fucking mammoth. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Evora. <laughs> uh, there's a lot 
of power that the circus brings, armed and armored very well. We've got a bear. These villagers are doing well. Yeah, also the bear. <laughs> we have a bear? Bartolf. Yeah, Bartolf. That hasn't, that hasn't been mentioned since book one? What? No, I, I hung out with him last night. He's been, yeah, actually he's been mentioned a couple week. times. Uh, who else we got? We got the pink teen, pink teen wheelie. Pink, he can, pink he can distract wheelie. people. Yeah. He's throwing off uh, glitter dusts into the Zolgath forces. Then Buraluk and bury them all. How about the guy with the birds? <laughs> Is he throwing candy for people? Axel? <laughs> Axel's probably helping in the hospital and taking care of some of the kids. Uh, Are the dwarves throwing themselves at them? Hell yeah. Launching the dwarves. Launching them themselves. I like the idea of all of these low-level Zolgaths that you encountered in books one and books two, that some of these performers that you picked up way back when can help the town in handling. But otherwise, Lederick and the Banyan brothers, they're a trio of level 14th level creatures. Like they Dude, can we know that that guy's a own. fucking sniper, too. Yeah. Level 14th level. <laughs> Sorry, 14th level creatures. Well, they're player characters, but they're written as creatures. Anyways, they can hold their own. When you get back, it's quiet, and they're all cleaning up after their win. Who died? No one. Oh. They did fantastic. Damn it. <laughs> you want me to kill NPCs? Alright, fine. I'll just start rolling D4s and kill one random of the Banyan boys. circus members. They're level 14. They'd be the last ones to die. Absolutely. You know who'd be the first to die? Fucking, like, Ellie. That would save a lot of problems for me. <laughs> oh, that was my first thought. thought. <laughs> the first thought, like, anymore. Spencer doesn't have to RP anymore. There we go. <laughs> it's like the Hell one thing no. that Tyler forced him to RP every once in a while. Oh, not anymore. I, I fucking passed... No, I passed her off to the... To, to Dingo. Lumberjack guy. Dingo, <laughs> Dingo. yeah. Dingo. No, Dingo's with Oofy. Get can't dissuade oh, me. Dingo's... Yeah, I was gonna say, David's already shipping hey, Oofy. And, maybe he's with both. He swings. Fair point. Dingo's a swinger. No, it's just a trouble. <laughs> it's just a trouble. <laughs> you get back into town, and they're cleaning up after their victory. Nobody comes to, like, greet you or say hi or anything. Everybody is busy doing something. Good to see, finally. It's about fucking time they're busy actually, like, <laughs> trying to save their own town. So what do you do? I'm going to the mansion. I'm getting some dinner. I haven't announced the mansion yet. It's oh, not a thing. <laughs> David, stop trying to steal my spotlight. Bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so what? What are you gonna do? Moonlight goes to Trevor to report that we, you know, obviously the supplies made to town, and then also that we cleared the Verdant Passage. So you make your way in. The Banyans aren't in here. Uh, Tratala's not here right now. It's just Trevor, the mayor, the big long table with maps and reports on it, and people running in and out. Even at this hour. Can I imagine Trevor wearing, like, an admiral's hat that's too big for him? You can imagine it if you want. Maybe, like, epaulets made out of the tassels from a curtain or a rug. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he has not done that, but you can imagine it. I'm gonna imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor and Trevor notice you come in. The mayor is looking down at the map at the last thing that Trevor pointed out to her, and she squints at it a little bit, and Trevor notices you, holds up his hands, and he just goes, ah, Moonlight, you're, you're back. Great. I, I, I have you to thank for the supplies coming in, I hear? Yes, we, we were able to take out the serpents. 
I am sad to report that Chris Starn is dead. Oh. Um, he was killed by a, some sort of butcher thing. I'm not really sure what it was. A butcher thing? Not a Zolgath? Like a, a butcher Zolgath? Or... No, it was not a Zolgath at all. Oh. But it stole his, his likeness and tried to trick us into dropping our guard, but we were able to take care of him. We prevailed. And he put his hand up to his chin. Did they, Did he seem like he was acting with the Zolgaths at all? What would make him think that? Just making sure that that's not something that happened. I mean, not that we saw. He was on his own. Uh, maybe just a, a, a creature come to the bloodshed to do magic things. Oh, you meant the, I don't but know. the fat thing was working. I thought you meant the guy, the guy was working with the Zolgaths. I was like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Chris Darn. The, uh, Chris Stark was a butcher. dirty traitor. He got what he deserved. <laughs> Chris Darn. That was his spy name. His real name was Garl. That's why we kept getting it wrong. Chris Starn was his fake name. Chris Stark was his real name. <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, that that's... It's really good uh, that that you took care of that. Uh, hopefully, it's just a one-off thing. I've heard stories of some of the things at the Zolgath campsites that are a little demonic and some sort of pen that they have. But uh, anyways, uh, you've been gone for uh, two hours since we've seen the supplies. Where have you been? We cleared the Verdant Passage. Did I say that? Oh, already? that's right. You said that. Sorry. Yeah, you did. My bad. That's that's great. Did did you? Was it difficult? Was there a lot of resistance? I was used all gas and dinosaurs. It, they didn't even get to us before they were dead. So, wow, oh, that's that's really cool to hear. <laughs> okay, so okay, so I know it's really late, uh, and I'm sure you need to rest. That's perfectly fine. What do you think you want to do next? I don't know, Trevor. You tell us. To be honest with you, I don't think we need the East Road blockade to be taken care of right now. We're not getting any supplies from that direction. Anything we would be getting would be coming from the pier or from down the Verdant Passage. So I think that we can have you move on to the camp tomorrow, if you're willing to venture that far. I'm looking to shut down their logistics, and I think the slave pens are a good place to start. Is that at the tower, or is that not quite at the tower yet? The camp is around the tower, but it's still like a mile out away from the tower. So they've almost built like this semi-circle camp, and in the middle of that camp is a siege tower that they're constructing. Okay. But there's also, it's a sprawling camp, right? It's a mile away from the tower, but it is not small. There are thousands, potentially, Zolgaths along the camps. Yes, well, we do need to get to the tower at some point, but I'm not sure how to handle that many Zolgas. You know, it never really occurred to me... You're all very powerful. Absolutely. But you lack a... Oh, this motherfucker. Promise not to get mad at me? No, he can't make you promise that. I'm just gonna say it. He takes a deep breath. You lack subtlety. What's not subtle about us? Oh. Like, we're not stealthy. I've seen you take care of, or at least heard tales of what you've been able to do with thousands, all on your own out there. You're going to have to try to get through there somehow. Do you have some sort of magic you could rely on? Any, any like, invisibility? I've seen you do crazy things with spells. Could you get there safely? I mean, yes, we have ways to turn ourselves invisible. That's good, that's good, that's good to hear. 
If that's the case, I think the slave pens are the place to start. And please take care of yourself. Um, get some sleep. And at this point, Mayor Vandy comes up. Hello, uh, Moonlight. Thank you for for, for assisting. I have for the food. You've forgotten the, the food. I'm going to go to bed now. It's late, and it's been enlightening and exhausting. All right, Wizard, at what point are you actually going to, like, say something about your mansion idea? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to this town. I'm going to go bring it up for the, the circus because I'm proud of them for protecting the town. So I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to treat you guys to a good meal. I'm going to give you some servants to, to treat you all well. Tyler's over here trying to give you lead-ins. <laughs> yeah, fuck your lead-ins, Tyler. I'm doing my own thing. I'm giving it to the circus. And if anybody from the circus wants to say anything, go for it. He says, well, good, good night, good night, Mayor Vandy. I, I hope I'm not being too... And he kind of cringes in a moment. Assumptive on what I can do here. And she just goes, no, please, Trevor, please, no, uh... You are very good at this. We're doing very well. Despite the circumstances. I wish you could figure out a way to get rid of the smell. But not everything can, you know, be so clean in this situation. Anyways, I'm going to go to bed. Um, I suggest you all get rest as well. Good night. She goes off. Trevor walks back over to the table. I'm going to spend a little more time here. Uh, looking over some of the reports. I know they still have rooms at the inn, if you want to rest there. Oh, we have a place to stay tonight. Oh, okay. That's good. Uh, have a good night. He puts his head back down into the papers. Before Moonlight goes, Moonlight is going to be like, Trevor, you're doing a wonderful job. Here, have this. And I give him the Deeds of Aridin book. <laughs> <laughs> But you do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the one that, that uh, has the actual dictation of what he did to the Anarbs. Yes. And to the Zogats. Okay. okay. Fuck, you gave that to Trevor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not a religious scholar. Nobody who, like, just... Trevor. I love it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Moonlight took a hero point. What's this? Oh, it's... It's a book about Erdin and his deeds. Why does all guests weren't that bad? Um, you know, just to shed some light on why the situation is happening in the first place. Obviously, it's not your fault or our fault. And he l- looks down at it and he looks back at you. Wait, a book about Erdin talks about Zolgaths? Yes. Didn't you ever hear where the Aeon Orbs came from? No, never. Oh, well, uh... Aridin took them from the Zolgas. His his brow furrows. He did? He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he uh Why do you think they're so pissed? That's like that's he idly opens up the book. That's why they are attacking. They are angry at the fact that the humans have taken their orbs that kept them healthy and their crops growing underground. And he sits back in his chair a little bit. You know, Moonlight, this sounds like Blasphemy! A thing for philosophers or, like, a religious scholar. I've never seen this before. Anybody can be a philosopher, religious scholar, Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I am certainly not either of those, and I have read the book. Or at least parts of it. Do you care what I do with this? 
Moonlight uses it to kill Zolgaths. That has happened before, but normally I use this other one, and I, like, pull out the Golden Claws book, which... <laughs> How does that thing look? The, yeah, the... Disgusting. Not Aridin, that one. That one's... Who is that one? Oh, Abadar. 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 Yeah. Just the covered in fucking brains and shit. Viscera, <laughs> dried blood. All of the glow that was in it is gone. All the text that was in it has run from it. The pages are all blank now. <laughs> Some brain matter on it. But I give this book to you for a reason. That it is good to understand why the enemy does what it does. It does not make it right, but just as Aridin taking the orbs from them was not right either. No, that makes a lot of sense. And he looks at you and... Thank you, Moonlight, sincerely, for both your compliments to me and for the book. Uh, before we leave, though, I will say, uh, hey, Taylor, you're, you're really growing on me. I'm putting on a massive feast at the circus for everybody, you know, doing a good job today. Why don't you come join us? It's going to be at my mansion. He smiles and he says, okay, I mean, I appreciate that. When's, when, <laughs> when's the party? Uh, anytime. The mansion lasts for 24 hours, so anytime's fine. Such a weird thing to say. There'll, there'll be plenty of food and servants waiting on you. It's going to be a wonderful time. Do you mean like now? Yeah, you can come over now, anytime. I'm gonna go. Put, I'm gonna go invite everybody. Where are we gonna? Where are you gonna? Where are we gonna? We don't have the, the materials to build a, a mansion. Wait, hold on a second. I feel like I'm just gonna wink at him and walk away. And he <laughs> he kind of chuckles and shakes his head a little bit. Uh, but he follows you. He's excited now. He carries the book under his arm. And not closely, he's not, like, tailing you, but he's gonna just kind of walk behind the party, and he's got a smile on his face. A shimmering vertical rectangle, and then I designate who can enter when I cast the spell, which it's gonna be everyone from the circus, and, um... I'm actually blanking out on his actual name now. Um, Trevor. Trevor. (laughs) Trevor. So everyone from the circus and Trevor is allowed in. He's saying Trayvon, and he can't get in. (laughs) <laughs> the first I'm time he tries list. to come in, he can't. <laughs> Just fighting with the, ser- the unseen servants, like, no, I was invited. <laughs> I'm on the list, I swear. They try to kick him out. I'm like, no, he's in, he's in, my bad, guys. <laughs> Wrong name. <laughs> you go out right into the middle of town. I mean, City Hall is, you know, right on the edge of town square. And the funny thing here is, you know, for some reason in my head, I pictured, like, you had to physically find space for this giant mansion, but you don't. Yeah, and it's, it's not even, like, a five-foot-by-five-foot square. It's literally just a, like, mirror-type rectangle hanging in in space. <laughs> like a room or something, yeah, or in the middle of space. Nobody from the circus knows as of right now. They're all probably at the Hooked Inn. That's where they have been congregating since they've been stuck in town. So I would assume one of you goes to get them. Yeah, I need, I need to spend a minute to cast it, so everybody, uh, go, go gather everybody up. I'm, I'm, uh, I need a minute to, to make the door. Moonlight will go, sure. Go to the inn and tell everybody. And again, none of you even know I can do this yet. Yeah, I'm just going to stay and watch the weirdo. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys think I'm crazy or if at this point you guys just believe I can do some weird fucking shit. I feel like it's the latter. I think you might be trying to kill everyone. 
Does Jeb really think I'm trying to kill everybody? (laughs) (laughs) So the actual question may become, if the wizard conjures a ten-foot, or a door in front of you and says, go on inside, it's a mansion with servants and free food, do you enter the doorway? Obviously. I sent Trevor in first. What if he just says, go through the doorway? We've gone through plenty of doorways that the wizard has made, so... I mean... The wizard He's the door maker. The wizard's not gonna say go through the doorway. He's just gonna like he's gonna do a fucking like bow and like lead them in. Okay, okay. He, he, he's he's a doorman. That's just like enter what? my magnificent mansion. It's magnificent, and I hope and it, the doorway is shimmering and colorful. I mean, there's clearly magical shit there. It's clearly magic bullshit, which yeah. is the best kind of bullshit. A circus of wayward wonder folk. The wizard has something to show you. Come on out to the the square. So the the circus confused shows up in the town hall, and the wizard would just be getting finished with his minute long casting of the spell. You've got a few people jogging up. It's not exactly on the other side of town. It's a half mix of people waiting excitedly in a little bit of wonder, knowing what the wizard can do, and the other half seems maybe just a touch nervous as the spell comes to its conclusion. Also knowing what the wizard can do, it would make people nervous. Right. (laughs) You did start all the fires. (laughs) Way back in book two. The doorway shows up, it shimmers, and uh, the professor kind of comes up as, Wizard, what's this? It's something new I can do. Do we just go inside? Yeah, you just walk right in the door. You'll get taken care of inside. There'll be there'll be some more of my. Uh, I mean, you you've seen my unseen servants, but you know, bathing me from time to time, right? <laughs> that used to be a thing back in the day. I used to have my unseen servants bathe me. I love that sentence. Wait, can you actually see unseen servants? No, they're unseen. But you used to see me stand there awkwardly nude while like. <laughs> I was being cleaned. So I thought the Unseen Servant still had, like, a shimmering outline. A figment? Like. I might think, be a I think there is, like, an outline or something. Well, I am I am tired of waiting. I want to find out what's going to happen. Peach Pie goes to the fucking door. You see a beautiful, massive fucking mansion. More rooms than you can count. Uh, a lineup of Unseen Servants leading you into a, a massive dining hall that could easily fit 150 people. Amazing. Streams of the circus folk are coming in, following Peach Pie to go try the wizard's new magic thing. And everybody walks in and jaws hit the floor. This magnificent foyer. And in the middle, there's a statue of... A statue of myself. A statue of the wizard <laughs> with his mask on, on, his, on his shoulder, smoking his pipe. Wearing a mask of Nethys. Nice and nice. Excuse me. And in a fa- place as fancy, it's a foyer, not a foyer. A, a foyer. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard's pipe on the statue is uh, uh, stoked by an endless flame that is throwing up streams of gray-blue smoke throughout it, and there's doors everywhere and three stairwells, one spiral at the back, and it is just. The decoration, I would imagine, is erratic and colorful, right? Quick side note. Does anybody else have extra-dimensional spaces on them? 
because as I walk through the doorway, all of my extra dimensional bags and everything just start pouring out everything I fucking have on me. <laughs> Which is like... I mean, it's probably everything. like 100 bulk worth of shit. And not to mention the fact I still have... Let's see here. So there's going to be clothing, elixirs, um, all sorts of magical bullshit. Um, oh, so my, that's my, where my, I left that. My door knocker, five bunchies, five bulk of munchies, uh, some books, oh, shit ton of books. Um, there's one thing I wanted to say specifically. Did, did, did you replenish your munchies? Yeah, of course I'll replenish my munchies. There's something... Oh, not to mention a grail of twisted desires that falls out on the floor as well. Oh my god, that thing. Oh my god, that thing. I still have that on me. Just some unique artifact level shit just (laughs) flippantly being discarded onto the floor. (laughs) I love it. Uh, obviously, obviously, <laughs> my, my some of my uh, like two or three of my servants come and start picking it up and sorting through it and setting it aside in one of like the or carrying it into like my room. That's um, phenomenal. Yes, you all have your not yourself a very nice dinner party, nine course meal. Love it. Do you guys want to role play a dinner party? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Besieged port? Problem solved. Blockaded road? Problem solved. Village that doesn't have enough food? Problem solved. We're not even heroes anymore. We're like civic organizers. What problems will we solve next time? Find out as we continue the Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.